0: Okay boys, are we ready? Yeah. Bedtime Story Adventure 2018 Written and read by me to two boys Urban Fantasy-ish Chapter 3 While Jenny certainly hadn't noticed any strange rat activity yet, she'd been on enough adventures with James to listen to what he said. After leaving James at the bottom of Balfour Road, she walked home keeping a close eye on each pile of rubbish she passed. She didn't spend much time at home, just enough to dump her school bag and change into her dance clothes. Then she went straight back out to catch a number five into town. Bus stops were one of the few places on the street that weren't piled with bin bags. The bus company kept them clear, at least for the start of the day. But that meant that the pavement either side was deep with rubbish, which Jenny had to leap in order to wait for the next bus. Since the school was out of action, the dance practice had moved to a small studio in a modern church in town, From the top deck of the bus, Jenny scanned the streets for animals misbehaving. All she saw were two young seagulls fighting over a bag of chips near the level. Practice started at 4.30. Jenny got there just in time and took a place next to another Year 7 for warm-ups. "'Hi, Jenny,' Georgie said. "'How was your old school? That's where they put you, right?' "'Yeah, back at Balfour. It was pretty good, but not great for dancing. You back at Downs?' "'Yep,' Georgie said.' There's three of us from dance club there, so we've been able to do some work in the hall whenever it's free. A plump girl with red cheeks came in late and joined Jenny and Georgie. Hi, Dee, both girls said at once. Sorry I'm late, Dee whispered, but we were attacked by rats in the car park. Now that was interesting. Jenny wanted to ask more, but at that moment the dance teacher clapped her hands and everyone fell silent for the start of practice. It turned out that Dee had been exaggerating. When her mum had parked around the back of the church and opened her car door, a rat ran under the car, resulting in a door slam, a deafening scream and five minutes of hysteria before parking in another space and finally getting out alive. Probably just a normal rat. But Jenny wanted to check. So at break time she snuck out and made her way to the car park at the back of the church. It was between the church building and a small public grassy area with a path that ran through it up to Queen's Road. It was pretty dark and clear of bins, and Jenny didn't fancy crawling around between parked cars, so she walked through the car park to the path. As she reached the edge of the car park, she was almost completely in the shadow of an old elm tree. She heard a rustle among the bags at the edge of the car park behind her, so stepped quietly behind the tree and stood still. If she leant round the tree, she could see the car park, and she had a clear view of the path up to Queen's Road. The grass area was often occupied either by food stalls or homeless people, but now it was filled with rubbish. While Jenny watched from the dark of the tree, two rats, big ones, squeezed out from the chute of an electrical recycling bin. They looked carefully around and, after deciding there wasn't anyone about, made their way out of the car park along the path right next to Jenny. They were big— "'dressed in some kind of tunics or smocks, "'and both of them were holding some ropes "'or possibly cables, considering where they'd been. "'Jenny stayed still "'and watched them reach Queen's Road and turn left. "'Then she quickly picked her way along the path in pursuit. "'Queen's Road was busy. "'She saw shoppers wandering to and from the station, "'cars, buses, bikes commuting on the road. "'Much less rubbish as it was a shopping street. "'No signs of the rats. "'She walked to the left, and glimpsed a blurred movement on the far side of the road. The rats had crossed over and were heading up a steep hill. The traffic was thick, but after a moment Jenny crossed and followed the rats' routes. She couldn't see the rats at all, and after fifty metres wondered if she'd been mistaken. There were houses on her right, but on her left was an old wall. It was the wall of an old churchyard. She paused. It was only a fifteen-minute snack break and she'd only just be able to get back in time. Still, she wanted to see if the rats had gone into the church. She hurried up the hill, dodging and jumping rubbish bags, and turned into the churchyard. On her right was the small church, and on her left was a graveyard. She was on a path that led down toward Churchill Square Shops, and the path and the church were well lit, the graveyard less so, especially at the far edge, but at least there wasn't any rubbish around. She stood and listened. There was traffic noise coming from Dyke Road on the far side of the church, but nothing coming from the graveyard. If the rats had come through here, they were probably long gone. Oh well, no point being late back to dance. She turned to leave, and there, wrapped around a bush by the entrance to the church, was a black cable. She bent down to take a closer look when she heard voices from the graveyard, so she ducked behind a large gravestone to listen. Oh no. I dropped it round here. I told you I felt something when we came through. Why do you always rush me? I don't like this place. You know who's in that church. She makes me nervous. You know what she'll do to us if she caught us here? Yeah, yeah, I know. She'll boil us alive and eat us for dinner. You told me that. But you know what I know? I know that his lordship will pay double if we get these wires to the sea chamber pronto. And this is the fastest route. We were lucky to find anything today. Now, where's that one I dropped? The voices were close, and Jenny started slowly edging round the gravestone to take a peek. Before she could, she heard the door to the church open suddenly. It's her! Run! I don't want to die! The two voices scurried away, and Jenny turned her attention to the church. From where she was hiding, she couldn't see the door, but she could see a pool of light on the path. A second later, a small figure, a girl with an umbrella up, walked quickly away toward Churchill Square. There was something about the girl that Jenny found familiar. Then, on the far wall of the churchyard, she saw a black and white cat. That was too much of a coincidence, surely. She stood up and brushed her joggers down as the figures disappeared from sight. It was time to get back, but Jenny quickly ran round to where the church door had opened. To her surprise, the main entrance was much further round. Where the pool of light had been, was just a blank brick wall. She touched it to check. Yep, bricks. But at waist height, on one brick was an unusual mark. She knelt down and felt three claw marks. How strange. It was only as she left the churchyard and jogged down the road that she realised it wasn't raining. Why would you use an umbrella when it was dry? There was no time to think about that as she rushed back to the hall She was slightly late and out of breath when she arrived. "'Come on, Jenny,' the teacher said. "'We've only got a week till performance. Let's be back on time from breaks.' Jenny blushed and hid at the back of the hall. James had been right, though. The rats were up to something, and that mark on the brick was interesting. After rehearsal, Jenny had a thought. She went out into the car park to check the electrical recycling bin. It was big and metal, painted green, with a chute for people to push their old hair dryers or toasters through. There wasn't enough room for Jenny to squeeze round the back, but she inspected the sides she could see. There weren't any claw marks on it. Near the bottom right corner on the front, however, was a strange S on its side scratched badly into the paint. Not what she'd expected, but she made a note to tell James in the morning. When she got home, her dad was making tea, stirring something in a saucepan. He must have been able to get away early from work. Hi, Dad. Hey, Bean, he said, not turning round from the cooker. Good day at school? Oh, yeah. Back at Balfour today. It was nice. She leaned against the worktop. Do you know why they're still not collecting the bins? Oh, probably Union stuff, he said, adding a pinch of salt to the pan. Usually is. But wasn't it because of fireworks night? That was ages ago. What's really going on? Her dad paused and looked at her, probably considering whether a lengthy answer would be wasted on her. It started with some prank in a bin, a firework that somehow went off when they were collecting the bins after fireworks night. But now it's political. The rubbish contractors say they're not safe. The council say they're not doing their job. Are they safe? Jenny asked. Probably. But they could probably be treated a bit better too. Dinner's ready in ten. That signalled the end of that conversation. Jenny went upstairs to her room. She had a set of shelves next to her bed, and she pulled her treasure box from the top shelf and set it on her duvet. She twisted the combination padlock to the right four digits and opened the box. In the bottom was a small crushed velvet pouch. She pulled it out and let a dark red stone slide out into her hand. It felt cold as she turned it over. It was almost completely smooth, like a sea-worn pebble except for three deep claw marks, exactly, Jenny thought, like the marks she'd seen on the church.